Welcome, everybody, to episode six of Ride the Pine. Uh, This is a podcast where three friends discuss sports and other sports-related things with a side of anxiety and doubt. As always, I'm your host, Dan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Ron and Kyle. Guys, how's it going? As always, just pleased. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty well. Doing uh, doing pretty well. <laughs> yep, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, been an exciting time in the in the world of sports as of late. A lot of stuff has been happening, and you know you got the preseason going on and all the chatter of who's gonna get dealt where and people getting released and people getting signed. It's just a lot of stuff going on, and not to mention. Uh, we got fantasy football starting back up, and I know a lot of people are excited about that. And we will get to that in the second part of our show. Um, but first, I wanted to just quick bring up some breaking news that actually just happened 24 minutes ago. Um, Urban Meyer has been suspended by the Ohio State Buckeyes for the first three games of the season. Wow. For amid the domestic violence allegations involving his former assistant. Wow. I don't know if you guys have read up on this story, but yep. Urban Meyer has been a just a horse. Like, he's been amidst a bunch of allegations of just bad stuff that's happened in the world of sports, Back even back, going back to when he was at Florida. And then he just goes to Ohio State, just a bigger school, and it's just more of the same thing. And I honestly don't think he should be a coach in that in NCAA anymore. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, he's had some. Yeah, I, I agree. He used to be loved so much years ago, and this kind of stuff is just like, man, you can't. Yeah, come I back agree. It's uh, it seems like he's really tarnished his reputation, and it probably would be in his best interest to step away probably be in the best interest of the game for him to uh no longer coach in the ncaa um which is really unfortunate because he's been very successful but you know when you start doing stuff like this then it's uh it's a bigger issue than whatever accolades you may have gathered over your career yeah for for me the problem is it it gets to the point where people are not not only going to not want to work for him but people are going to not want to play for him either like if if there's allegations of him like abusing his staff. Like, who's to say he doesn't abuse his his um, players? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, like for me, if I was a player, I wouldn't want to go to Ohio State. Say, screw that, I'll go somewhere well, else. Yeah, exactly. Right, and just I feel like it makes it makes players feel like they're almost like uh, okay with it. With you know going there or like they're in support of it because now they're on this team with this guy that has all these issues. Yeah, yeah, and and my other thing is the 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 college only suspending him for three games shows that they're using his past reputation of being a winner as saying, "Hey, yeah, he's done some crappy stuff," but. You know, let's just keep him aboard and we'll just give him a slap on the wrist. Which, to me, right. I don't think that's enough of a punishment. Like, amidst, like, for example, domestic abuse in the NFL. Has anybody heard from Ray Rice? No. Point, point, point yeah. taken. You know what I mean? My thing is, it should not be tolerated. 
And in all honesty, if Ohio State was smart, they'd dump him. Go get a new coach. Because this is bringing down the integrity of not only the football program, but the entire university. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and it's not like there's a shortage of coaches or anything like that yeah, either. Like, you know, they can probably find somebody, even at the high school level, who can, you know, really come up and do a great job uh, with Ohio State. Or, you know, if there's a professional coach who, um, you know, for some reason isn't finding work, you know, I'm sure that he would uh, be able to fill in at a college program pretty well as well. So there's no shortage. They have no real excuse other than, well, this is our guy. Yeah, and I think that's the mentality that they're having right now. And it's a shame because, you know, he was once just a very well-respected coach. And for him to yes, kind of just go down exactly. the crapper like he has in the past five, six years, it's, it's really sad mm-hmm. to see. What were you what were you gonna say, Kyle? I heard some some things on your on your end. Oh no, I just agree. Like like you said, he was loved before he was in the you know, that southern football world and it's taken such a turn and I think because of who he is it it's not you know, not enough has happened, like you said, and I agree with that. I think it should be worse than what he's getting and oh man, I just I don't like the idea of playing there now and it like feels like you're okay with it if you're a part of the you know the committee still so yeah no 100 percent agree um we do have two other they're not necessarily breaking news but uh yesterday adrian peterson's uh signed and practiced for the first time with his brand new team the washington redskins i honestly think this is just his like his last ditch effort i think he finally found a team who's had uh, running back issues. I think this is a one-year rental, and I think one-year rental. You're so funny. <laughs> it, it's crazy to say, especially for a guy like Peterson. It is, but he's oh, had man. so many time yeah, changes, and you know, and time caught up with Adrian Peterson with the injuries to That's his sad. lower body has just killed his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's just older for sure. That's a big part of it, but yeah, that whole. Injury from what three years ago now. That just that takes like an extra year or two off, and I cannot believe yeah. he's almost irrelevant. My, my thing is though, he's not even that old, but he's old for a running back. He's still he's thirty three. Yeah, when you hit that thirty, once mark. you once you hit uh, once you're anywhere near thirty five, your career is going to be almost over at that point because you just get beat to hell in the uh, as a running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thirty is that that mark for when they start saying that you see players' numbers go down, you know, um, for running backs. And, I mean, he even kind of kind of disproved that for, what, a year or two, but he had the last two years. And, honestly, so. I don't see him more as just like a glorified third-down running back, which, again, is just absolutely mind-blowing to say because of what he did yeah. three, four years ago when he tore his ACL, he came back and was near the NFL leading rusher. Yep, he sure was. Yeah, he definitely had a great guy. career before the last couple think- of years. So it's uh, it's unfortunate that you know, like you say, he fell off. I'm sorry, Dan. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> oh no, 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 not a problem. I want to get everyone's opinions on this because I'm full on intrigued. Like for me, it's one of those things, and it kind of ties into our topic later on down the road. But I'll bring it up now. Is he worth a draft pick 
in fantasy drafts? What do you guys think? You know, barely. I mean, people say, oh, you take a chance. You're like, you know, um, low risk, high reward. But, I mean, what really is the reward left? I mean, he doesn't have much gas left in the tank. It's been over 10 years of him dominating the NFL. And it's just not going to happen. You know, older players don't have all of a sudden great years. You know, um, nothing changes other than you get older and slower and hurt more often. So, uh, I mean, I would draft him just like in my leagues. This uh, One of my friends took him with the last pick, and then the next day he signed. But uh, it's just not going to do much for you, I don't think. I don't. I, I can't imagine he has a 100-yard game. Yeah, Kyle, that was a great point uh, in regards to Adrian Peterson. Absolutely, 100% agree with you. Uh, Ron, what are your thoughts on the whole Adrian Peterson signing with the Vikings? With the Vikings? Yeah, the Redskins? Washington? Sorry, with the Redskins. <laughs> my, my, my apologies. <laughs> it's okay. He's thinking of his rookie year. Yeah, 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 back when he was good. Um, I mean, I think it's a good signing, even if he's like going to be a third down like running back. I think that's an important role to have on the team. Um, you know, for those situations where you're close to the goal line and you might, I mean, even if you need to like pick up yards, he's, he's pretty good. I mean, it's just, it's really dependent on whether or not the offensive line is good. Um, and whether or not he's back to a hundred percent, because like you said, he was injured a couple of years ago. Um, and he's kind of fallen off since. So if he comes back hundred percent, like even as a third down back, I think he's good. Um, but if I had to say for fantasy football, I probably wouldn't pick him until like way later in the draft. Um, I feel like it's a kind of a risk, especially if, like with your higher picks. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't not add him. I've added players before like Fred Jackson who are, you know, pretty old players, but they still pick up a lot of yardage because they're excellent at the third down, you know, on the, on those plays. So I think it's a mixed bag with him, but I am somewhat confident that he'll at least make an impact in Washington. Yeah, I agree. I th- I think the current running back situation in Washington, um, they're kind of on life support, which is why I think that they brought him in. Yeah. From the looks of it at that practice, granted it was one practice. I didn't see how it was today, but he looked pretty quick. I'm not going to lie. He looked pretty good. Um, granted, oh, he's you know, practice to. is much different than a game. Right. What was yeah, that, Kyle? I mean, he's a he's a passionate player. You know he's gonna he's gonna look good and he's gonna come out strong. I just don't know if he has any gas left to do it. Right. Uh, I think my thing is it's actually back to what Ron Ronnie made a really good point about whether or not his offensive line will hold up. Because clear as day, if a running back doesn't have any blocking, they're not gonna do anything. Period. Um, yeah, I mean, they could be the best running back in the league, but if you don't have a line, then it's basically, it cancels each other out. So, yep, 100% agree. Um, you know, what's uh, also actually, tough is mm-hmm. with Washington, they're not really like a workhorse running back team. They usually have a bunch of scat bats or like, you know, catching the ball out of the flat and they mix it up with like three different running backs. So I just don't even know if he really fit in other than maybe some third down action, but. I don't know. And that's what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe 60 to 70 yards a game, maybe a touchdown if they're on the goal line, if he's lucky. Um, 
I'd peg him for maybe like 500 yards this season and, and a couple touchdowns. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say any would, more than that, though. What do you yeah. think? Does he break 100 yards in any game this year? No, I, 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 I that 500 yards is through six, what 16 games. You know, divide uh, that's like 50, 50, 50 yards a game. I'd say would be his average. And yeah. maybe a touchdown here and there, but I, I'm not seeing him as a big fantasy threat. Uh, if you're in a 12 to 14 team league, I'd take a chance on him maybe in the late rounds, but no way would I take him with a pick before the 10th round. Uh, yeah, before the 10th round. No way. No uh, way. That's, I think that's a waste of a pick because it's just too much of a question mark. Like you were saying, Kyle, it's too much of, it's like a risk reward, but at the same time, it's like a, it could be a boomer bust. Um, so, yeah, uh, I ended up uh, picking up the I ended up picking up the uh, Cleveland Browns quarterback with the last pick that I had in the draft because I was just like, you know, this could go really, really well or it could go really, really bad. So I feel like Adrian Peterson is kind of the same way. Well, I think Baker Mayfield is actually a solid quarterback choice, you know, given his division because Cincinnati's defense is not that great. Um, Steelers are yeah. Steelers are all right. They're they're pretty solid defense. And the Ravens looked pretty good in preseason. I'm a little worried about them in terms of defense. Their offense stinks, but that's mm. besides the point. Um, yeah. I, don't, I think the Browns don't end up in last in that division this year. I think Cincinnati does. Maybe. Wow. Um, I mean, that's a real big story, too, because they've really fallen off since a couple of years ago when they were undefeated for most of the season, or at least, you know, hadn't lost a lot. Right. Uh, just like two or three years ago. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to get to two other things before we, um, you know, take our first break. Um, there was a thing that came out today about there's been a lot of hoopla over the past couple weeks about this new helmet rule in the NFL. And, you know, a lot of these teams are saying, like, this helmet rule is dumb. I think this is it's not going to make a difference, this and that. And the NFL actually released a statement today that they will not be making any changes to the current helmet rule and that it will stay as is. Um, I think changing the helmets, I, I see what they're trying to do. But for me, if you change too much about the game, then it's not the same game that we grew up with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, wanting to take kickoffs away, wanting to you know, stop doing the national anthem, now the helmets. You know, I think it's starting to change too much, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, it is a lot. You're right. A lot of the fun stuff, I hate to say fun, but, like, the kickoff stuff and all that is becoming hard, and there's all these gray areas with this helmet rules, too, where, it yeah, it takes away a lot. I get the safety of it, but, man. I mean, I don't mind change, like, to a game, especially if it's necessitated by player, you know, safety. And, uh, things of that nature. Um, I even a rule change here and there, like, as long as it makes the game more entertaining, I don't think that's an issue. Um, but sometimes you can mess around with the rules a little bit too much. And then, like you said, it's not even recognizable as that same game anymore. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's hard to get into it if you've maybe taken a little bit of time off. Um, you know, even if you just come back the next season and there's like drastic rule changes, then it can be a little bit jarring. So. Um, I'm more on the side of like, of, of like the change and stuff like that, but I can see why people would be against it because 
I mean, sometimes, like you said, it's a completely different game if after they manipulate it enough. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's, you know, it's gotten to the point where I understand why they're trying to change things the way they're doing. It's because, you know, they're trying to protect the players. They're trying to make it so we have less head injuries. But that's just professional sports. Injuries are going to happen, whether you guys like it or not. Like, it's, it might sound cynical to say, but injuries happen. Torn ACLs happen. Broken ankles happen. Broken bones yep. happen. Concussions happen. It's going to happen regardless of changing a helmet, changing the, taking away the kickoff, and all this other stuff. It's yep. not going to – I don't think – personally, it's going to matter because the concussion is still going to happen. It's going to be some freak play. A receiver catches a ball, turns around and gets you know, destroyed by a safety, and boom, concussion. You, you can't prevent that. That's just the game of football. Yeah, exactly. Well, but isn't it better if it's like a rare play? Like if it happens, like you said, on a freak occurrence than if it happens regularly? Like it seems like every year we have multiple players like per team going out with concussions. Like, I mean, I feel like they might not be going the right direction here, like in terms of like the specifics, but I feel like it's not a bad idea to set it up so that it is safer for other players. Like, I mean, you can't obviously put them in, like, a mech suit or anything like that and just assume that they're going to come away okay every game. Like you said, broken ankles, torn ACLs, all that shit. It's going to happen regardless. But, right. like, you can do, you can take measures to make it so that it's not as common as it is currently. Yeah, and, and I agree with you that, the, you know, the rare occurrences is fine. But I think what they're trying to do is they're even trying to prevent the rare occurrences from happening. And that's just not going to well, yeah. happen. You know what I mean? With, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, and I, th I think what they need to do is, you know, they leave the game as it is. You know, they've already changed enough as it is. Just let it be and let the fans enjoy the game that, that we grew up with. Or they have to change it mm. a lot to get rid of injuries. Yeah. It's either, either change yeah, it all together. a ton. Yeah, no, it's just like you can limit some stuff. It's still going to happen. And now it just becomes not as interesting with like the kickoff changes or, you know, so either it needs to stay the way it is for the most part and safety is really important or they need to change so much and become a whole different thing to be safe. I mean, there either has to be like no kickoffs or there should just be regular kickoffs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think we've made a lot of good points here and you know, that's, you know, one change I do like, was the extra point rule where they moved that back. I do too. I love the that. Moving that back was a great idea. At the two-yard line, it was so stupid, and now it's back to the, what, the 20? So it's like a 37-yard uh, field goal, or is that the 15? It's yeah. a 32-yard field goal. Yeah, it's Basically, not a chip shot point. anymore. And there's been plenty of misses. Yeah. It's been awesome. <laughs> it, and it, it makes a difference. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you miss an extra point, you lose by one, that extra point makes a mm -hmm. difference in uh, uh, an overtime game and, and, a, and a loss. And it, it makes the two-point conversion more valuable. Yeah. It definitely Absolutely, adds yeah. the entertainment value. I think that's important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, well, we're going to take our first break, and when we get back, we're actually going to discuss uh, how we think the preseason's going so far. 
uh, how we're feeling about the upcoming season. And we're also going to discuss some fantasy football and make our early Super Bowl picks. Uh, so stay tuned for more. Don't go away.
And welcome back, everybody, from our first break and our only break on this episode. Uh, we're going to dive right back into it. Uh, we're going to be talking some fantasy football, uh, and we're also going to be discussing um, how the preseason looks and how our outlook of the NFL season is going to look so far. Um and then also down the line, and then we're going to be making our early Super Bowl picks. Um, we will be doing that uh, once a month, and we're going to uh, make sure to either keep our picks or either amend our picks based on injuries or whatnot. And then we'll make our final Super Bowl picks come around Christmas time, and uh, we won't be changing them after that. Christmas. Uh, oh, lock sake. them in by then. Lock, lock it in before Christmas, early Christmas present. Um, so first off, uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Have you guys watched the preseason at all? Or I know it's been kind of hard to find it on TV, but, um, I don't know if you've seen any preseason games at all. I listened to about 15 minutes one time. Yes, a little bit. And like usual, it's boring. We want this season to get here. It's not fun. It's not entertaining. Yeah. Ugh. I can't wait for the season to start. I love seeing some of these young guys. And the rookies that are fighting for a spot, um, and some players that are in the you know quarterback battle or running backs looking to prove it, defenses, whatever. But yeah, no, man, I completely agree. Um, mean much I think the preseason is pretty boring, and um, I mean maybe it's because my team is one and one, but um, I don't. T- I I try not to take a lot out of it. Like I I take it with a grain of salt. Like I I don't think the preseason really means a whole lot of anything. Oh yeah, like, right. I think the Bills went like. Oh, one, uh, th- one and three or something like that last year. And then they made the playoffs basically by the skin of their teeth. Um, so you can't really take much out of the yeah. preseason. And I also wish that it was much shorter than it is just because I'm also ready for the season to just get started, get underway. And, uh, yeah, not ready for autumn yet, but I'm ready for football season. Right, and you're you're like praying your your team doesn't get hurt, and there's no issues during the preseason. God forbid a player gets hurt, uh, so that always stinks. Um, I do love yeah. seeing it back on TV. That I, I'm good. just really looking forward to when Red Zone is back up and active. Man, Red Zone is like a godsend. You sit there on a Sunday and just it flips through all the games, and it's just oh, the best. Every every score, score it's like every touchdown from every game, and they do that at the end of every red zone episode. I'm just like, this is the wow. best. Yeah, I never watched that, but uh, <laughs> you're a psychotic fantasy football player. Uh, I never watched Red Zone, but uh, um, I do have Verizon, and they have a thing where basically you have the NFL app, and you can watch whatever game you want to, and that's come in handy a couple times the last few years because. You know, sometimes I'll be hanging around just waiting for something or other, and, you know, I'll just turn on the app, and there we go. I'm watching the Bills, you know, anywhere. So, technology. Oh, it's so nice. I have that as well. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty great. I wish they had a similar thing for the NHL, but... I thought it was a trick. Yeah, I did too. I was like, oh, they're going to try to, like, suck more money out of me, and then I was like, oh, no, wait, this is actually free. <laughs> just don't use it on the data. It is. <laughs> I... I almost streamed it on my my uh, TV from my phone, but they don't let you do that. No, I know. Damn you, Sprint, and your cheapness. <laughs> Verizon, Dan. Verizon. Hey, shout out. Looking for a discount on my plan. Hey, shout out. Sponsor <laughs> us, please, for the love of God. 
I need a new computer and a whole bunch of other stuff. Looking to grow your business in the phone business? We can help. Yeah. We Ron, have a, I need uh, a new computer. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, uh, we have cornered the market and, uh, at barbershops in, in New England. So hit us up. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, pretty much preseason. It's, uh, it's pretty boring. You know, we want to, we want the actual season to start. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, what teams do you uh, think look the best as of right now going into the season? Hey, guys, it's Ron here with the intermission oh portion of our Who show. Who do we like? First of yeah. all, thank Who's you so much for Who's the team that you guys like going into the season? Appreciate your the 49ers, and that's the only show, team. And we appreciate uh, our sponsor. Yeah, pretty much the only team I've been following is the <laughs> no. Straight out of Wakefield, so, Massachusetts, uh, Uplift Pomade cares about your opinion. I'm going to make a lot of changes. That's why they biased outlook on this as well. Rocco Danielli. Can't wait for that. Um, I mean, there's a whole quarterback battle going on right now. And I have to say, I've seen the pictures. Do look pretty fly. Who was it? Even for a white guy. Peterman and. Pomade is Josh Allen, soy-free, so really didn't want them to pick, but they picked him USDA anyway. It looks like he's promising. Oils. It's also so, vegan certified and cruelty-free. I mean, hopefully free, that pans out for them, to test but the past that, I Plus, haven't really followed program, anybody. Allows allows you to return any empty container of Uplift Pomade product. All right, so, you know, you guys have been biased, so I'm going to be biased, purchase. you know. That's a better deal. Uh, the Patriots look good this year. So, if you're a hair care product, just as doing your job for you, check out Uplift Pomade. Currently available at wholesale barbershops and coming soon online at UpliftPomade.com. I'm concerned about their backup now, quarterback situation. All they have the is show. Brian Hoyer, and they have some unproven guy Who from cares? LSU. Honestly, I care, Ron. They don't need one. I what? What if he gets hurt? He's been hurt before. If he gets, if he gets hurt, what? he's and, not gonna get hurt. Uh, I think he. I think he will. I think he will at some point. Don't, Dan. That is messed up to think that about your own quarterback. Uh, hey, I'm be, we just need number twelve to retire. Uh, I I just wanted them to take somebody decent in the draft, and they take some schlub from LSU. But anyway, uh, the other team schlub, <laughs> yeah, schlub. Uh, uh, on a side note, uh, the other team that I'm really liking going into the season is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they are they have not lost one person from last year on defense, so there's they have the same really stellar defense from last year. They add Kirk Cousins, but everyone's kind of like, man, you know, Kirk Cousins is not a big deal. But you pair him I mean, with maybe. a Stephon Diggs, with an Adam Thielen, with a Kyle Rudolph, and then you got a dynamic runner and Dalvin Cook. That is a scary team. And, and honestly, it's a shame because had they had this team last year, it would have been the Patriots versus the Vikings in the Super Bowl. And I think the Vikings would have won. Yeah, I also think that Kirk Cousins is kind of overrated, but I mean that's just me. I I think they would have. I don't think so. I think I think they're just as good last year as this year. I I don't think Cousins is much of an upgrade. I think you don't think Kirk Cousins is more of an upgrade than Case Keenum. No, I think he's just. I think Keenum was just fine. I think he'll prove that in Denver. I mean, we'll see. I mean, all right. Uh, to each their own. We'll see. I mean, they're they're going to be pretty good, but what do you guys think about? Denver? I think. I, I think Denver's going to be good. I think their def their defense is definitely improving. Um, I think Keenum is is a better. It's a de- that's definitely an upgrade for them from last year. Last year they had what Paxton Lynch, and I think that was definitely <laughs> an upgrade. Um, and then you again you pair a guy like Case Keenum with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. I think those are going to be two 
guys to target in fantasy football drafts. They're going to be, I think they're going to be good this year. Uh, I wouldn't they're be just surprised a little bit older. they're, they are, they are a little bit older, but you still got a guy like Von Miller who's in his twenties. I just, I hope their defense is better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope so too, man. When their defense is good, watch out. They just, they hunt the quarterback and they're just sacking people all over the place. Um, so I, I'm anxious for Denver and Minnesota. What about the team that Cousins just left, Washington? Because now they have Kansas City, Alex Smith there. What do you think of that? I think they're, I think this is their rebuild year. Uh, I don't think Alex Smith is an upgrade. So? Uh, Alex Smith is... I don't know if it's going to work there for him. No, I don't think he works in that system. I think he, I think he's a, de- he's a decent quarterback. He's like middle of the road. Uh, but I don't think he works in that system. I think Washington is that type you know, of team he's a, that right. grounds and pounds, and they play good defense, and that they, they don't air the ball out. Alex Smith loves throwing these deep balls to guys like Tyreek Hill and Albert Hall, but well, now he doesn't smart. have that anymore. You know, he makes good decisions. You right. know, and he, he rarely like makes mistakes. He the ball all over for a lot of yards, and Alex Smith, like, sometimes – Kareem Hunt ran the ball for 200 yards. Sometimes he threw it a lot. So I don't like in Washington that they, they need like a a pocket passer that's going to be you know throwing it 45 times a game. And Alex Smith sometimes had some like low attempt games. Yeah, in my personal opinion, two teams to avoid for me in terms of any fantasy players, um, Washington is definitely one, and I think honestly Kansas City is another. I don't trust. A rookie yeah. quarterback in a system that he's kind of just got. He only had the one season to watch behind Alex Smith. Granted, you have a great coach in Andy Reid, but I don't trust anybody on that team with a ten foot pole. Uh, I I wouldn't touch anybody, including Kareem Hunt. As good as he is, I I wouldn't trust anybody on that team. Yeah, that's a that's gonna be a tough year for them. What do you think, Ron? Yeah, my fantasy team was doing my fantasy team was doing really well when I had Kareem Hunt last year, and then he got injured, and oh, uh, yeah, kind of fell off real quick, real quick. Like, <laughs> I think my my fantasy team sank faster than a lead balloon after he got injured. <laughs> but uh, that's more well, reflective that, on me than anything that's else. That's <laughs> just a shame. And but I will say this: I had Kareem Hunt also in my family league, the MFL, and. I ended up going from contender in the playoffs to I actually didn't even make the playoffs. Wow. And and I'm actually picking fourth in this year's draft and I'm looking forward to it. I'll get a decent running back out of it, but Wait, because you know, Hunt fell off? No, because <laughs> No, because I had Kareem Hunt and he he was doing so well and then he got hurt and I didn't really have a good running back to replace him and well, he had a Next lot of you know, games time, anyway before he got yeah, there. And then, down, and then down the stretch, he didn't really do that much either. Right. So I, I had him as well. Like, crapped out. In my big money league, but I was smart enough to pair him with Le'Veon Bell, so I was just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have Kareem Hunt and Le'Veon Bell, I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, um, uh, fun fact, uh, looking, at the, uh, looking at the contracts here for Alex Smith and uh, Kirk Cousins, um, Kirk Cousins going to be paid $28 million a season on average. Alex Smith going to be paid, uh, let's see, 
27 oh sorry that's 27 million signing bonus um four years 94 94 million dollars so it's oh 23.5 million dollars per year oh my god alex smith is not worth that that's no you will not see all that but if you think about it basically they traded mediocre for expensive mediocre or vice versa you know (laughs) yeah basically they traded blake bortles for joe flacco yeah Essentially. <laughs> if you think about it, and, uh, and I don't know if you guys saw the post I posted on Instagram, um, where it's, it's a picture. It's a picture of uh, Donald Trump saying, "We're gonna send uh, Blake Bortles to North Korea to over uh, to overthrow Kim Jong Un." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought that was funny. I thought it was a good one. I agree. Because Kirk Cousins, not other than Blake Bortles, Kirk Cousins is classic for overthrowing people because he just puts too yeah. much under it. And Alex Smith, like you were, guys were saying before, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And I think that's going to be the thing to watch. And honestly, maybe he builds a relationship with Adrian Peterson. And maybe they just build on something and uh, it ends yeah. up working out. You never know. Maybe. It might. Um, but, um, another team that actually kind of worries me other than, uh, well, not including Christian McCaffrey on this particular team is the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I don't know if you guys have read about this. They're almost their entire offensive line is hurt. <laughs> I didn't hear about that, but that's, um, I, I think it's that's both funny. tackles and both guards are hurt. Wow. And I think two of those four injuries might be season long IR. Jeez. And, Ouch. and if, Bad if, start. That, if that's the case, do not, and I repeat, do not take Cam Newton because he will be on the ground for 90% of the season. Well, yeah, or he'll get a bunch of rushing yards. Oh, yeah, that's true too. He he is prone to just be like, <laughs> oh crap, I'm going to get sacked. Run. Well, yeah, it's he will like score. Tyrod. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the only two to take on that whole team are Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. Those are the only two guys I would trust, personally. Mm. Greg Olson. Uh, if, if Cam if Cam's running the whole time, Greg Olson's gonna get freaking no no love over there. Oh, he'll yeah. finish in the top five for tight ends. I think he finishes outside the top five. I think Jimmy Graham no has a resurgence here. Nope. You don't think Jimmy Graham with Aaron Rodgers is going to be a resurgence here? Aaron Rodgers loves throwing to tight ends. Oh, I'm drooling over it. I love Green Bay. I like Green Bay. I don't love them. Uh, They're going to do very well. I don't know if Graham will. I think Green Bay is going to be dangerous. I think think they're going to be a good team this year. Yeah, you think Uh, they're going to kind of rebound from a not-so-stellar performance last year? Yeah, I think think Rodgers comes back with a vengeance, and I think he's going to be the top quarterback this year oh yeah he gets angry yeah he gets yeah. really 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 po'd like really when he doesn't I'm play well he gets, he gets pissed uh, rams are gonna be good too i, I actually really I, like jared love, goff and fantasy this year yeah i love that they're good this year or that, that, that they were last year and i'm excited to see what they do especially Gurley and goff mm-hmm. yeah i agree. Yeah, definitely definitely a fan um and brandon cooks oh. Oh, add Brandon Cooks to that mix with Jared Goff, give him a deep threat, forget it. That's that team's lethal. 
Yeah. Um. In term in terms of the Panthers, yeah, their whole line is just devastated. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Newton's just running around, trying to find space to just get away, because <laughs> he's gonna have people chasing yeah. him all all season long. Yep. I uh, I completely agree. If your entire offensive line is injured, then it kind of it kind of screws you uh, from an offensive perspective. Like, no quarterback is going to be able to survive that kind of thing, even if you're Tyrod Taylor and you can get away really quickly. Now, in terms of fantasy football, guys, uh, who are you? Uh, who do you guys like in terms of a target? Outside of the first couple rounds, like who's who's the guy that you guys think is going to be a big impact player in fantasy this year? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm going to let Kyle go first since I am not totally sure who I would pick. Let's not be let's let's be a little more specific, Dan. Let's go through like position or something. Uh, let's uh, so actually, yeah, that's actually a great idea. So uh, let's uh, let's start off with the quarterback. Who's a good quarterback to tar- target? From let's say the third round on, Andrew Luck. Third round on. Um, he scares he, he scares me. I know. Yeah. Um, I yeah, definitely I like him. I, I want him to do well. I I just like the guy. I like Indianapolis, and I want him to be healthy. The guy loves football. Um, I would say he has great value, and Jared Goff, who I took this year in like the tenth round. So he better turn it. Uh, he better pan out for me. You know, I, I I actually have to agree with you on the Jared Goff pick. Um, I disagree Liking with him. you on Andrew Luck. I just think he's got too many injuries, and there's too many question marks. He did not look great in preseason. Granted, it's preseason, but I I just I I don't trust him. I, I need to see him one year fully healthy, and and right. then I'll make more of a decision after that. But besides Goff, I'm really big on Matt Ryan. Uh, I think Matt Ryan is going to have a bounce back year, and I, th- I think knowing that the Super Bowl is in in Atlanta this year, I think they're going to have extra motivation, and I can see Atlanta making a run at going home for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I can see that too. That would make history. Um, yep. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. I think, I mean, outside of the first three rounds, in my draft anyway, I went for um, Jameis Winston, which I know probably isn't going to pan out that well in the first few weeks, given that he's suspended. But <laughs> he's, I mean, I've had him every year since he got into the league, basically. And every year he performs really well, he puts up points, and I think he's a good pick wherever you can get him even if like i said he sits out the first few uh first few weeks of the year he's he's going to be good when he comes back more than likely um another sleeper i think i would go with is again Tyrod Taylor um cuz he's been putting up fantasy points oh, like nobody's business for years and i mean since cleveland doesn't really have a team he's probably going to be getting a lot of running yards kind of like Cam Newton uh <laughs> so if you're looking for I mean, I think even even if like he, he they do have a crappy line or something like that, I'm pretty sure he could make a couple completions at least that are for big gains. But I might just be biased because I'm still a fan. 
I mean, Tyrod's not a bad pick. I mean, if you look at Cleveland's offense, Cleveland doesn't have a great defense. But if you look at their offense mm-hmm. with Nick Chubb, you got Cor- um, not Corey Coleman, you got uh, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, and then now you have Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, very mobile quarterback. That's a lot of young talent around a, uh, a around a young quarterback. And yeah. I think people in Cleveland are going to be very happy this year that their offense is finally going to put up numbers. But man, their defense is just terrible. Yeah, they're going to need to score higher than the other team. I mean, that's kind of the name of the game. But <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to pray that the other teams that they play against are going to to, to win the game. The you have to score more points than the other guys. Well, <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is they have to hope that their offense is more powerful than a lot of other defenses. Which I feel like there's yeah, that's much, sure. they might win five games this year. So. Yeah, I, I, I'd, two other I'd quarterbacks. Say, I'd say five. I'd say five games this year too. That's a good. That's a good point. Kyle, yeah. what were you gonna say? Kyle, uh, Kyle, what were you gonna say there? Oh yeah, so two other quarterbacks I do like a lot. I think that will score pretty well this year are Marcus Mariota and Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they're both going to put up some good points. They're on very offensive teams that 49ers are planning to turn it around and Grappolo's really good and uh, Mariota like that team in Tennessee scores and like puts up a lot of yards. So between his running and him sneaking a few in and his, he's getting pretty smart in the pocket now. I think I think the Titans are going to put up some points. So I would definitely take Mariota. Yeah. I'm glad you actually mentioned the Titans. Because before we get to the running back um, category, uh, did you guys see the picture of Derrick Henry next to Deion Lewis? Uh, no. Uh, so Derrick no. Henry, just to put it in perspective, Derrick Henry is about 6'6", six, six, or 6'5", six, and he is just a house. Huge guy. Deion Lewis is 5'8". And All right. Just seeing the two of them next to each other, it's like Andre the Giant and Rey Mysterio next to each other. Shout out to the single club. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking at the picture that you mentioned right now, and yeah, you're not kidding. It, it's it's absurd. It's like a dad and his son. <laughs> it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I took one look at this picture. I'm like, it's like it's like bring your child to work day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's too funny. <laughs> oh man. Um. So we're we're gonna move on to the running back category. Um, what running backs do you guys like uh, outside the first three rounds uh, this year? Um, another good question. I guess I would have to go with probably David Johnson from Arizona. Um, oh. I think he's gonna have a bounce back year after after last year, but that might just be me. I don't really. Yeah, everyone likes to go him. On. I'm just like. Let's hope he does yeah, better. Just, we all yeah. like him. Yeah, but he's also supposed so. to be a top pick. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be like a first first round pick, but but in, in oh, terms you think of so? Ba- yeah, in ter- in terms of a you know you know a bounce back year, I completely agree. Because what's crazy is that injury of his was such a freak accident. He basically landed on with his own body weight on his own wrist and shattered his wrist. 
more Ugh. or less, which just sounds yeah. gruesome. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, but what are you thinking, Kyle? What are you thinking for uh, a running back outside the top uh, the top three rounds? This guy is going pretty early, but Saquon Barkley for the Giants. I know he's supposed to do really well anyway, but I think he really will prove that. Um, I like him a lot, so I think he he definitely steps it up. Um, and then uh, I also, like that pick. I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that pick for sure. Well, I, I think um, they're going to turn it around. I think the Giants can be better this year. Obviously, I would just you know they can't do much worse. But Odell's back. Their defense looks stronger and younger. And then with Barkley, they need someone back there that hopefully will stay healthy and can take pressure off the pass game for Eli. Yeah, no, yeah. that's de- that's definitely a good choice. Um, I actually have uh, two names in mind. Um, I'm going Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina Panthers. I think he's a sleeper pick this year also. I think a lot of people don't realize how talented this kid is. And I think knowing that Cam Newton's going to struggle, they're going to use McCaffrey in screenplays and just have him run out of the backfield and just run by everybody. Um, my other choice for outside the top three rounds is Derrick Henry. Uh, with DeMarco Murray gone, I think Derrick Henry will evolve into this elite uh, three-down back that's just going to just bowl over people. And I would not be surprised if he ends up being a top 10 running back this year. Really? I would not be surprised if he's top 10. He has the size, he has the speed, and he, he has the size, he has the speed, and he has the opportunity. He's the number one back down there in Tennessee. Yeah. So, so it's only time will tell. Um, you know, another running back that's definitely no one really loves or gets much attention, uh, Duke Johnson Jr. I think he's going to do well. He's such a great pass-catching running back, and assuming Cleveland has a little bit better of an offense, I would not be surprised if he – scrapes together a pretty good year fantasy wise he did okay last year as it is he, he was playable last year um and i mean he must be ranked in the deep 20s for running backs but i i definitely could see him doing pretty well yeah that's 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 not a bad pick either i remember last year there were some people who picked him off a of free agency and they oh, just yeah. plugged him into the flex spot and the next thing you know right. he's putting up 20 points with Receiving touchdowns and yep. little one one yard goal line runs, and next thing you know, he's you know he's a, a top fantasy guy. And yeah, and if you're in PPR, he's even more valuable. Oh, absolutely. Um, so let's actually move on to the wide receiver position, and um, I honestly think there are so many good wide receivers this year that I think. Regardless of who you pick and when you pick them, I think you're going to be good in terms of, uh, you know, your choices. You're going to have a lot of choices for receivers this year. I think. Oh, there are. The, There's a lot of good I think, ones. I think, the, I think the running back position is one that you have to address early because those good running backs will go quickly. And I think the receivers are ones that you can wait on because there are just so many talented receivers in the NFL this year. It's really going to be exciting. Um, for me, I have two names that come to mind for outside the third round. 
I have uh, Jarvis Landry and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, yes, he is on Chicago, but he is probably one of the most talented athletically and athletically gifted receivers I've seen in the last five years. Um, he, yes, he has the he had the injury trouble in Jacksonville, but my God, that guy can he can, he can just play. He's such a good football player. Um, and in terms of Jarvis Landry, I had him on my fantasy team last year. He was very, very talented, very good fantasy football player in terms of he puts up a lot of good points. Like, he'll put up 80 points and a touchdown almost every week. And I can see him doing that again with Tyrod at the helm. Yeah, Ooh, that's tough. I agree. What are you guys' thoughts on receivers? You know, Dan, I always believe in the strategy that you take or you bet on fantasy players on good teams. So I just don't see either one of them turning out very well. Chicago hasn't had a big pass game for a while, and Cleveland hasn't either. So we'll see. I might be proved wrong. I don't don't like Robinson this year. I don't like Trubisky throwing to him at all. We'll see. They they might be okay. They're definitely talented, like you said. But uh, I would probably I I definitely like Robert Woods a lot in uh, L.A. I think he'll do great with Goff again. I think he was hurt a few games last year, so assuming he stays healthy, and also uh, Marquise Goodwin for San Francisco. I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, and I think he will benefit a lot. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm glad you mentioned Sam Fran. Uh, you know, I'm surprised you didn't mention Pierre Garçon because he is. I think he will absolutely be outside the third round, but he's going to be the fruit of. Um, I think so. Jimmy G's labor down there also. It's hard to tell who he's going to like more. I mean, I'm sure he'll get the balls to both of them, but it, it's looking like he he's kind of meshing well with Goodwin. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, Pierre Garçon, I, I would count on him more with, for better routes and better hands. Um, so we'll see, but it feels like, it seems like Goodwin kind of has like more of the, um, potential. And what do you think, Ron? Well, Garçon was one of the ones I was going to say, but, uh, the other one I had on my list was Randall Cobb, uh, from Green Bay. I think that with... Aaron Rodgers coming back and having that fire in his belly and everything like that, that uh, having Cobb on your team is probably a pretty fair pick. I mean, just because he gets a lot of targets and he makes a lot of long runs. So I'd go with Randall Cobb if I'm, you know. I hope so. I like him a lot. Yeah. I usually, I, I picked him up, I try to pick him up like every year, but. This year at my draft, I actually missed the first like six rounds because nobody told me it was at ten o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> who does a draft was, uh, at ten o'clock in the morning? Uh, my brother, my brother did a draft at ten in the morning because apparently that's what worked for everybody else. Uh, also, that was an interesting draft because he told me afterwards that when it first started, like everybody was complaining because like my cousin took a quarterback in the third round, and they're like, "Why are you taking a quarterback so early?" He took Tom Brady in the third round and they were they were chastising him for it. <laughs> so I mean yeah, that's it definitely was a, a little early for Brady. I think Brady's fourth or fifth round for sure. Third round's a little bit of a stretch. Um I guess so, but 
they were even yelling at him for taking like running backs in the first couple rounds. So, okay, so we just got the two positions left. You know, I normally would go over the kickers, but honestly, kickers is it's just Ooh, so the up kickers. In the they shouldn't yeah. even be in fantasy. I just think I, it's just just too much of a toss up. It's like one minute Damn. you got one good kicker, and the next minute you got a that kicker, same kicker's a crapshoot. Dan, before you go into the next position, I want to mention another player that I really like, James Washington for Pittsburgh. I think that guy yes. is really talented. And yeah, I hope he loves I throwing hope the ball. He, He's going to do well. I hope he gets a roster spot because if he does, Antonio Brown, oh he will, Juju Smith Schuster, and and Washington, forget it. That's a hell of a trio. That's crazy. That's going to be that fun could, to watch. That catch he had in preseason? Yeah, it's preseason, but that catch, that one-handed grab in the corner, that was ridiculous. Yep. How the hell did he catch that? Yeah. So I next like position that we're going to go over just real quick is uh, the tight end position. Uh, for me, I have two names that come to mind. Um, both gonna uh, might shock you guys a little bit. Um, one of them is actually the tight end for the Detroit Lions, Luke Wilson. And I'm saying I am shocked because the reason <laughs> I am shocked. Thanks, Ron. Uh, <laughs> um, I think for me, Matt Stafford is classic for going to tight ends, but the problem with last year with Ebron was that Ebron couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat he just had horrible hands (laughs) horrible hands like he would hit him right in the chest and Ebron just drops everything and Luke Wilson was a was actually the tight end for the Seattle Seahawks and when Jimmy Graham had his injury problems Luke Wilson stepped in and he actually did very well for Russell Wilson last year and that's probably why Detroit went out and got him um from the looks of it in training camp, he is looking very strong and looking like Detroit will actually look to favor the tight end in the red zone. And Luke Wilson's a big target. He's Gronk size. He's 6'5", 6'6". He's a big, big kid. Um, the other name that I have on my list is Ben Watson for New Orleans. Anybody who plays for Drew Brees is good in my book. And I think I think Ben Watson's gonna just be amazing this year, and I don't see him getting taken until like the tenth round. People are sleeping on him. Yeah, I mean you're probably right. <laughs> uh, and what are your guys' thoughts on the tight end position? Dan, you think someone is sleeping on Ben Watson? You realize how I, old he is? I understand how old he is, but guess what? Age is just a number. The, the, this guy is the ageless wonder. He continues to play at a high level. Every single year, it's just a matter of finding a good team. He's bounced around from team to team, but he's 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 been a solid fantasy tight end for the, at least the past three years. Ben Watson? At least I had him last year, and he did a lot of good work for me. Because all you need I from a tight end is between five and eight points in a game. Just enough to get you over the hump. You don't need a tight end to get you 25, 30 points. You just need 50, 60 yards, maybe even 20 or 30 in a touchdown, you're good. Right. There's definitely lower expectation for a tight end. I just, I 
don't see the Watson show you've seen. Unless you're thinking of Deshaun, maybe. Ah, uh, Deshaun. Uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on tight ends? I like Kyle Rudolph a lot for Minnesota um, with Cousins there. Like you said about how well you think they'll do. I don't know how much better they'll do, but I think the offense will benefit. I think um, Kyle Rudolph will. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph is always. I think. I think he's always. He's been. A, he's been a great fantasy tight end for a while now, and I wouldn't be surprised if he had a good season. I wouldn't. Be if I had to go a little bit deeper, though, probably Howard in Tampa Bay. I think he'll do well. Yeah, OJ Howard's a great, great. Uh, tight end but i'm just worried with their whole quarterback situation with no Jameis there for a while even those three yeah, four weeks his value drops drastically but that might be a good reason to pick him up late later in rounds in that yep people are gonna be like hey Jameis is gone the first four weeks i'm gonna avoid this guy while others are gonna be like hey Jameis is gone the first four weeks let me stash this guy for when he comes back yep yep and what do you think over there ron uh, I think that George Kittle is a pretty good, uh, pretty good sleeper. I guess if I had to say something, but you know, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, he had a pretty good rookie season despite just playing six games with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but considering what he had to deal with before that, and Brian Hoyer and C.J. Beathard or whatever is what, what was his name? Bethard. Bethard. Beathard. Bethard. Okay, I I. I couldn't remember, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, he's got a lot of upside, it seems, and uh, he could be one of those guys who really breaks out and becomes one of the new upper-tier tight ends, um, especially considering his ability to produce yards after the catch. So, All right, and yep. then last, oh, but not least, is. last but not least, we're going to go over the defense position, and I think we each get one, and then... Uh, and then we'll move on to our last two topics, and then we'll be uh, good to go for this week. But in terms of defense for me, first, when I think defense in the NFL, I think of the Minnesota Vikings. They are just ball hawks. They get to the quarterback, and they just make a lot of great defensive plays. If, I, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to bet that a lot of people are going to be going for the Minnesota defense as yeah. their first choice for defense this year. I would not be surprised. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, they look good. They, Like you said, they have for a while. I like Houston a lot. Yeah, any team that's got J.J. Wan on it, it's always a good pick. Uh, if they're healthy with their defense, I cannot wait. And their offense is going to put pressure on other teams, and that will hurt even more. And what do you think, Ron? Um... Well, if I'm looking at last year's numbers, I'm probably going to go with Jacksonville just because they're top of the top of the league basically last year. They were sexy. They were very sexy last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like they have a really intimidating defense, and uh, Doug Marone is a uh, pretty good coach when it comes to defense. I don't like to give him a lot of credit because he kind of you know abandoned the Bills, but he can build a defense. So. Uh, if I'm picking defenses, I'm going with Jacksonville. You know, if I had to make like a... Oh, I was going to say, and it's funny that we mentioned those three teams because those three teams have not lost one player on defense from last year. It's just a matter of those teams all getting wow. healthy. And if all those players are healthy yeah. that were hurt last year, like J.J. Watt and Jadavian and Clowney, 
watch out. Top three defenses could be those three defenses right there. Yeah. And what were you saying, Kyle? Um, if I had to take a pick at a defense that isn't in the top five or ten, it would be Seattle. I always have a place in my heart for Seattle defense, so I'm going to take a swing that they might outperform their projection. I think they might do pretty well this year. We'll see. Yeah, t- uh, uh, defense I think might outdo their projection. I think it's the Arizona Cardinals. I wouldn't be surprised considering how uh, they're rebuilding on offense. Their defense is going to need to step up with Carson Palmer gone, Adrian Peterson gone, uh, Larry Fitzgerald on uh, like one foot out the door. Um, I th- I think their their yeah. defense is going to have he's to. Still, he's going to be great though. Their their defense is yeah. going to have to step up, yeah. otherwise they're going to be in the bottom this year. And then other than that, you know, kicker is kind of like I was saying mm. before, kind of up in the air. It's, no it changes. Cares. It changes week to week. So now we're on to our yes, sir. Hey guys, hold on. What about this? Who do you think will be the top performing fantasy player this year? Maybe not just points because it's almost always a quarterback. Uh, just due to like their exposure, but top performing fantasy player. Top performing fantasy quarterback this year. Oh, player. fantasy player. Any player. I but I said. I said forget points because the quarterback always scores the most points. So forget points a game, but just best performing player. You know, he it can was be a one of the top guys last year. I think he's going to have another stellar year. I think it goes to Todd Gurley. I, I think Todd Gurley is going to be the top fantasy player this year. Uh, he's ranked number one in pretty much every draft I've seen. And I don't see him moving away from that top spot he is just such a dynamic player um the only person who i can think of him even coming anywhere close to him is Le'Veon bell those are the only two that i can think of at this point yeah i'm worried about bell with the issue they've gone through with the contract stuff so i had him last year he's amazing i wouldn't be surprised if he does it again but yeah, I don't know if I did a bet on him. Yeah, what do you think, Ron? Talking about best player in yeah. fantasy football? Yeah. All right. I just wanted to make sure before I said anything stupid. So, um, I, mean, I feel like you guys pretty much covered it, but, uh, let's see. What, what was your pick again, Kyle? I really didn't pick anybody, but I. Would have to agree, probably Todd Todd Gurley. Um, other than that, if I want to take a reach into who I think might be the top player, I'm thinking Antonio Brown. But that's just kind of obvious. Um, he does so well every year. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna say Odell Beckham. Well, that's a good pick. That was gonna be my. <laughs> that was gonna be my pick. Otherwise, um, ah, uh, jeez. Let's see. I'm just looking through lists right now. I think that Lamar Miller is going to have a good year coming back. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I think Lamar Miller is going to have a good year. I don't know if I would pick him, like, right away, but I think he's going to make somebody not really expecting a lot. Like, I think he's going to make them a lot of, uh, get him a lot of points 
And uh, if you're playing in a money league, get you some money, possibly. Money. So. <laughs> that's that's actually not a bad pick. I'm actually I'm actually a big fan of that pick. Um, because if they start double teaming DeAndre Hopkins, next thing you know, they're just handing the ball off to Lamar Miller, and he's just chewing up yards. Uh, I would not be surprised if that happened. Yep. Um. So I'm gonna change my Odell Beckham pick to. Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins is a great pick too. I mean, you can't go wrong with some of these top guys. I mean, it, uh, they're all they all have the potential to be the top guy. Um, I'm just I'm just biased to Gurley. Uh, number one, I have a good friend of mine who lives in, out in L.A. Um, and he's slowly become a Rams fan because Gurley last year he said was just so fun to watch. Um, he, not only can he run the ball, but he just makes these catches out of the backfield and just making these people miss. I just, especially if it's a PPR league, he's going to be top some points, I think. Um, yeah. But um, the last part of our show before our final thoughts segment um, is we're each going to make our preliminary Super Bowl predictions. So who's going to come out of the NFC and who's going to come out of the AFC? Um, who would like to go first? I'm gonna leave it up to give you guys. I said, "Give it to you. Uh, give it to us, Dan." All right. Um, you know, I had to. I had to stew on this for a little while. You know, when I was writing the script earlier, and I said to myself, "Who do I like coming out of the NFC?" You said to yourself, and for me, the NFC is it's it's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. I I think they are just. An incredible team to not only watch, but like they're they're a very scary team on defense. Um, and I think a lot of times people say defense wins championships. Um, and for me, out of the AFC, it's gonna shock you guys, but it's a team not named the New England Patriots. It's it is gonna be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jaguars. I think Big Ben having his probably his last season can't go wrong in a in a NFL locker room. I think they're going to have a lot of fire. I think they're going to have a lot of determination. And hey, they think Le'Veon Bell is going to be out the door after after this year because of his contract dispute. Why not go out with a bang? So my thought my thought it's going to be Pittsburgh versus Minnesota, and I have Pittsburgh winning the Super Bowl. I like that. Um, Nothing wrong yeah, with that. I yeah, I I agree. I think that's very, it's a very high possibility of that happening. Um, if I had to make my pick, I'm gonna say it's gonna be the Giants versus the Patriots again, and once again, Ooh. Eli is going to beat Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll make my year. That'll make it. And then Tom Brady is going to be so embarrassed that he retires. Oh, that's a good way to go out. Yep. Is that cool with you, Dan? You know, I've become one of those Patriots fans who's just like, you know what? If the pe- people want to hate on the Patriots, go for it. You know, they hate us because they ain't us, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're it's not, not wrong. Dan, it's not hate. <laughs> I just, it's not hate. I just love to see them lose. Crumble. That's yeah, that's yeah. 
<laughs> My prediction out of the AFC, probably the New England Patriots. Houston knows how to fall apart at the end of the season or in the playoffs, so I don't think they have a chance. Um, I definitely think it'll be New England. I very much believe in them because they're very good. Um, I think Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh will give them a good run. But New England will win the AFC, and I think they will lose to the Green Bay Panthers in the Super Bowl. I think they're back for vengeance. I really like that. I wouldn't mind seeing that Super Bowl. Because, you know, I was going yeah. right? between Minnesota, Green Bay, and Atlanta. Those were the three ten- teams I was going between. Green Bay could could do the, you know, they could do it this year. I could absolutely see them making it all the way this year. Look at this. All three of us, and no one picked the defending champion, Stephen Maker. I honestly, I honestly think that the Eagles will make the playoffs, but I think they get knocked out in the first round. They could. Yeah, we'll see. That might just happen. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree I with think that, they will but make I don't it. think they're going to make it all the way. Yeah, I think they will. I think they'll be in the playoffs. But So that is going to do it. For uh, episode six, uh, for uh, Ride the Pine. Um, guys, just wanted to get your final thoughts before we sign off here. What do you guys think of uh, what we talked about? I love it. I can't wait for football season. It's a beautiful time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel kind of out of my league because I haven't been doing as much research on fantasy football. So um, you guys are probably going to steamroll me when we get to the league, but I'm also looking forward to football season. Just so that, uh, just so I have something to do on Sundays. Hey, you'll be used to being steamrolled, just like your team, the Bills. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Kyle, <laughs> that's just tossing. I mean, I always pick high in every nowhere. other fantasy football league. <laughs> um, for me, I take no offense to it because the Bills do suck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they made the playoffs, man. That's all right. I-, I know you're on that podcast called the mm-hmm. AFC Lease. Go check them out. They're they're awesome. But uh, I got I got to say something. At least you're not a Jets fan. That's for sure. <laughs> oh no! Hey, shout out, sorry, Jets. Tom. Tom. I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, but on a side note, I did want to give a shout out to uh, some of the fantasy football leagues that I'm in. Um, being the League of Nations, the MFL, the Spalding Football League, and actually a league that I was actually offered to join today. The Shameless League. Uh, Pat Nussie runs that league. Shout out to Pat. Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. Um, And I also wanted to introduce that we're going to be doing a new segment come football season called Jay's Picks, where Kyle's son Jalen will actually be coming on as our guest every episode to make his picks for the week. We're going to pick four games each week. Jalen's going to make his picks, as will we. And then we will keep a running standings um, throughout the season and see how it all turns out by the end of the year. I'm really looking forward to the football season. It's going to be a lot of fun. He can't wait. What was that, Kyle? I said he can't wait. He's going to love this. He's a nose picker. He's a football game picker. He can't wait. You know, you know, he's digging for gold, and maybe he's going to find some gold with this new segment. <laughs> Um, so we had a pool last year with all of our family and friends. And my son finished third amongst us. Dan, you were in the pool, your wife, my fiance, our family and everyone else. And my son was, was four 
and five at the time finished third out of like 25 of us. It's hilarious. Uh, you know, you failed to mention who actually won that pool. My my beautiful wife came in first place over you that. in second place. Came down to the last game, yeah, which was phenomenal. Yeah, boys, for sure. That was awesome. Um, but shout out to my wife. We did a great job last year. She'll be defending her title this year. And uh, so anyway, I think it. that's, uh, that's going to do it for us here at Ride the Pine this week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we lo- appreciate the love and support. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, we have a brand new Instagram page. Uh, we have over 100 followers. I wanted to thank everyone for that. Um, I, have, I think it's a 120 followers I think we have on, on Instagram right now. And uh, we're going to keep posting uh, funny sports memes on there and episode information. So just go check us out. And we appreciate the love and support. And uh, um, as always, I'm Dan uh, with Ron and Kyle, as always. And uh, we will catch you guys next time around on Ride the Pine. Uh, Take care and keep Keep listening, listening. It'll get better. Damn right we're going to get better. Uh, Take care, everyone, and see you next time.